Hello everybody, this is Ron. Sorry for the delay tonight. I know that we're well into it, but uh, had some technical problems here. Had to get the operator on the phone and try to figure out what was wrong and still don't know, but uh, I do have an operator. Operator's name is Omar tonight. So if in order for you to get into the queue, you've got to press star... The conference is now being recorded. You've got to press star zero in order to get in the queue tonight to talk to our operator whose name is Omar. Omar will put you in line to ask questions if you are a Gold Club member and or to also put you on the line with me to discuss your property information sheet. I have several in front of me right now that we'll go through, so let me call out your name so you can go ahead and be getting in the queue with Omar. If you hit star zero and wait, he'll put you in. If you hit star zero a second time, you're taking yourself right back out, so you'll have to hit star zero a third time. All right, Matt Greener, you need to get in there. I've got several from you. Matt Greener from Katy, Texas. Got Marianne Nunez here. And I got uh, Dawn Robinson here. And I got Sheila Dave here from Homosassa, Florida. Now, you guys can ask, um, any, anybody who is eligible uh, can ask questions. They don't have to be about your property information sheets. And um, if you're not eligible, it's because you're not a Gold Club member. You were invited on this call as a listen-only mode. In order to get to be a Gold Club member, which you should be if you're on this call, go to ronsgoldclub.com and join. It's only $59 a month for a mountain of benefits that I'm certainly not going to go over tonight, but uh, can be seen there, ronsgoldclub.com. So before, uh, Omar, if you, are you there, Omar? Calling Omar. Omar, jump in there when you get ready. He's probably on the telephone. Omar, um, if you're listening to me, go ahead and interrupt me whenever you get folks on the phone, and I'll start taking um, take, taking him in order. All right, while we're uh, waiting on Omar, you guys should write down the dates of July 10 and 11. July 10 and 11, I'm going to be doing a very special two-day event in Jacksonville here, and it's called Big Money and Big Chunks. Good news is we are also simulcasting it, so literally wherever you're from, you can tune into this two-day seminar on how we're doing high-end houses today. High-end houses meaning pretty houses, not ones we have to pay cash for or raise capital or do rehabs or any of that, those costly entanglements. If you are interested in um, making six figures on single-family houses without the risk and without the costly entanglements and time delay, you will want to write down ronlegrand.com forward slash big money. That's ronlegrand.com forward slash big money. Go there to that site and it'll tell you all about it. It's only a $997 two-day event. And again, if you want to come to Jacksonville, you'll be there live. We're going to take 50 people in Jacksonville, and we're well over halfway there right now. So if you want to come to town, you're going to have to get on there and register pretty quick. Uh, of course, we're going to bring it to you by simulcasting it. Omar, are you hey, there? Rod, yes, Rod, I'm sorry to interrupt. Do you have a question from Sharon Lee Chappelle? Okay. I'm going to mute her line. Sharon, your line is open. Hear. Hi, Ron. Okay, Sharon. I, I so appreciate these, uh, these times uh, together. Okay. <laughs> so here's my question. I just found out, um, okay, here's my question, here's the reason. So um, what I, uh, people have asked me when I do these lease purchases or uh, owner financing, if, they, if the seller wants to go ahead and buy another property, would the, uh, you know, I have a third-party service, I have a contract, your contract, 
uh, will the bank allow them to do that? Would they qualify? Now, normally that's a bit that's a big thing, and I tell them, yeah, it's a, it's a wash, so it's fine, or you're getting um, uh, you're getting uh, a cash flow. But as of uh, June the what was it Friday? Uh, the banks, and I don't know whether it's nationwide or just in Minnesota, but I suspect it's like Dodd Frank, it's nationwide. They've come up with departure residence as a new thing. So they're not allowing, um, so let me put it in the positive, they'll allow uh, income flow from uh, other residences, from their departing residence, any other resident they have, only if it has two years seasoning. Well, Sharon, uh, the two years is currently new to them, or new to us, but the, uh, yes. in the past they would only allow 75% of that income to count toward their debt. Uh, the two-year seasoning is uh, I, if there's a, if there's such a rule as that with the FHA or VA or Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, I haven't heard it, but it doesn't surprise me. Um, I've heard rumors that it was one year um, as early. Yeah, they said the bank person told me it was two years and it was just passed. Well, just passed by whom? It's not a law. Uh, uh, I don't know. The banks are just not doing it. I didn't get out enough information, but she did say that the banks will not take any any of the income whatsoever unless it's two years. Well, again, it doesn't surprise me, but that's really not uh, a deal killer for you because most of the people oh. that you do deals with are not going to go qualify for a new loan anyway. But if they are, they are. You can't lie to them. You should just tell them they should check with their lender on that. I'm talking about the sellers, not the buyers. So am I. Oh, okay. It's not your responsibility to provide all those facts to the seller, especially when you're not even sure of them. No, I'm not going to tell them that, but when they say they're going to go to their bank and check, and that will be determine whether they want to do it this way or they'll have to lose out and do it the normal way and get rid of the house. While they're going it to the bank me. and check, why don't you ask them to find out how long the... Uh, bank would uh, make you wait if we bought it with owner financing instead of lease purchased it? What if we bought, it with I, a, we bought it with a land contract right now, would they give you credit for the income, or would they make you wait? They'd make you wait, because uh, I have this deal that um, she's just checking with her bank, and the house is worth 195 well, she wants 195.5. I found out that really it's worth about 225. The only thing there are two slight negatives that one is it's by the highway but inside the house I can't hear any noise and the other is by uh, a cemetery but it's not a normal one with headstones it just has it's just uh, sure. ground with none, none, so, of, that, none of that matters yeah. okay so anyway so I'm trying to buy it she has a $42,000 mortgage on this and I'm trying to buy it with owner financing or a lease purchase uh, and well, so, I prefer the owner financing for sure but again your question was Will they get credit for the income? And honestly, there's more to it than this, and you really should get to the bottom line of it and not listen to anybody uh, except somebody you really trust uh, and find out, A, if it's that lending institution alone, B, if it goes beyond that, and then dig really deep. For you. Are you telling me that I can't rent out my house and claim the income as credit? Is that what you're telling me? So many I, I did that. She said, absolutely. Well, the bank won't me, allow it. This is Wells Fargo. Show me and she said it was all banks. Show, oh, right. Like she would know. Okay. Show, yes, that's show, true. Show me the rule that they've just passed. Could you send that to me? That's what you should be telling her. And send it to, me, right. send it to me, too, while you're at it. I will. Because that, uh, that's not a law. That's a bank rule. 
so then I could find a mortgage broker who could help her. The government get another house. Tell, tell banks how to set their rules as to whether they can lend or not. I mean, they have a lot of restrictions. Don't get me wrong, but right. As far as I know, so if you if you find, do find out, out, let me know. So this deal that I, the second question was this deal that I have um, with uh, with the owner financing. Um, with also the third option is if she does need any front money, she can refinance it even to 50%, I think she'd be fine. And so I just get the best terms I can get, and then uh, my exit strategy is, mm -hmm. is of course, the normal lease purchase or the... Correct. Right. Correct. And is there any other way, and I, I really would like to go to that, um, that big money class you have, is there any way that other than putting the, um, if I'm getting a 30000 to 50000 um, uh, option fee, um, is there any other way other than uh, to give them credit for it on their, uh, when they go to, to exercise their option fee, other than just putting let's, a $500,000 house, other than just putting it to be 550 if I get a 50000 option no. fee? No, there's no other way to do it. You still have to show it as a down payment, or it won't count. Right. And is there is there do you ever do any where you're not going to give them credit for that? If they uh, don't, if they, I don't see they're going to go intend to refinance in the near future, and it doesn't matter to them, then um, I may just assign it to them. But honestly, it don't make much difference. You're going to assign it. You're either going to sign your contract to the buyer, or you're going to create a new one with the buyer and assign it back to the seller. If you're out of it. So you're still going to be assigning it. Right. But have you ever done one where you just keep the money and never give them a credit as a down payment? You do that every time you do an assignment, Sharon. Oh. So I just keep the – I tell the tenant buyer, I'm going to keep your 50000 as an option fee, period, and assign them the, the deal. You can call it an option fee, but it's really an assignment fee. And I can tell you right now, Sharon, there ain't no buyer going to let you get away with that. They're going to want right. $50,000 accredited. Right. So I have to put it on top of the price of the house always. Yes, you do. So if it shows that they paid $550, they only need an appraisal for $500, not $550. Oh, that's right. Oh, you're right. I didn't think of that. Okay, that solves it. Okay. Thank uh, you. Thanks a lot. Omar, who's next? Hey, Ron. Uh, so right now I have this remind people to press uh, star zero for a question. Okay. You guys hear that? Press star zero to get to Omar. And if you hit it more than once, you've gotten you've taken yourself right back out. Um, oh, do you have anybody waiting, Omar? Okay. Uh, one moment. Yes, give me a moment. I'll collect the name and place them and give you a free question. All right. Okay. I'm uh, looking for Matt Greener, Mary Ann Nunez, Dawn Robinson, and Sheila Davy. All have property information sheets here. And for the rest of you listening, uh, if you're a member, you, uh, you've got until 3 o'clock the afternoon, Eastern Standard Time, to get these property information sheets to us on the second Monday of the month. And this calls at 7 p.m., second Monday of every month, Eastern Standard Time. And, Ron, we do have a question from uh, Arthur. Arthur, okay. 
Uh, yes, sir, Ron. I'm in the uh, Baltimore area. I've okay. uh, taken your uh, uh, your first class. Yeah, I'm coming at you again in what, August? I August, I think you're coming back, sir. Yeah, okay. What can I do for you, Arthur? Um, my question is is around what with the lease option. Is it still possible uh, uh, to um, I, I guess I'm not sure clear on how you account for the money that you're getting from the the, the lease option tenant. Well, I'll tell you that, what I'm advising people now, Arthur. Okay. I'm advising people just to go ahead and lease option it in your entity from the seller, and then sublease it out to the buyer, and not. Ah, uh -huh. okay. That makes sense. Now, that for several reasons, so you guys can take notes if you want to. Reason number one, most buyers are going to want to see their name on the document itself instead of just on an assignment. If you just assign it to them, their name is not on the lease. But if you release it to them, their name is on the lease. Number two, the only way you can show credit for their deposit that they gave you is if you put it into that document and show it as a down payment, as an earnest money deposit is what it really is, or an option deposit. If you don't do that, they cannot use that money as credit. And uh, three, here's a big one. If I'm leasing it from the seller and then I am subleasing it out to the buyer, I don't really have to go back to the seller and have them in my deal. I can go ahead and lease it to my buyer and then go back to the seller and tell them, okay, I am, I'm going to now assign this lease to you and get out of it. And here, then I give them the package on the buyer. In other words, I'm not, I don't give them a chance to scrutinize my buyer nor the time delay uh, involved in that. And no. more importantly, they don't even know what I got out of my buyer until after the deal is done, if that makes any sense. You mean after the option has been exercised? Yeah, no, uh, no, no, no. If I lease option the house to you today, Arthur, you're yeah. the tenant buyer. Yeah. Tomorrow, tomorrow or the next day, I'll go contact the seller. But I've already got your money, and we've already closed the lease purchase to you. Ah, I see. So, so you've you you signed the 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 lease option with the seller, and then the next day you did it with the the, the lease option tenant. Well, there are two. Not the next day. I probably or, or the next, yeah. whenever you get whenever you find the the um, tenant. I find but, the lease option. I, I sign it with the seller, and yeah, however long after that, then I go to closing and I lease it from my company to them. And it also makes it look more like a legitimate deal, and it doesn't uh, give you any problem with uh, anybody thinking you're doing something wrong or illegal or un without a license as well. Because I'm in the middle. I'm, you know, I'm I'm just leasing it from the seller and then subleasing it to the buyer. I'm not assigning it. Right, right. They're two separate leases. They are indeed. But then when I assign my lease back to the seller, then I have them release me from liability from theirs. Now, is there any issue that, as a Maryland person, I need to worry about? None that I'm aware of. Okay. But that's something you probably should check out, as I tell everybody. You only got to check it once. Yeah. But but you're good at giving those. Make sure you check out kind of notice. <laughs> I, I got to do that. That's called CYA, Arthur. Yes, sir. <laughs> and you should anyway. 
You should, yes, all, you should always know what law there is in your state that you need to uh, uh, comply with, and it is your responsibility to check them. And uh, we give you agreements, and I want you to go take those to your attorney and have them go through them once, and then, then you've got it. And so if you just take time to do this one time, you, before you go talk with any attorney, you should uh, write down all the questions. There's no rush to talk to them. Um, but uh, by the time you get through a closing, if there's anything you need to know, you'll know it anyway. Yes, sir. All right. Anything else? Uh, that's what I got, sir. Thank you. Okay. Omar? Yes, I'm here. We do have a question from uh, Mary Ann Nunez. I'll open her line up right now. All right, Mary Ann. We've got a property information sheet from you. Yes, can you hear me, Rob? I can. Okay, good. And you are in California, aren't you? Yes. And the property. Left there. Yes. Um, okay, you guys listening might want to write down these numbers so you're not lost. She's got a property information sheet. With an, it's my, it's my uh, rental. With yeah. a loan balance on it of 233.5, with an interest-only payment of 827 to a private lender, with an ARV of about 260, she says, and don't know an asking price. Is that right, this, man? This is my rental, Ron. Oh, this is your house. Yes, this is my rental in, okay. in California. Well, then if this is your house, what is your question? It's, it's my rental that I may have to short sale if I can't find a way to, to solve this problem. It's, I, I have a house, that's my residence, but the rental is, the, what, is what I put on the property information sheet. Well, I know the house needs some repairs down here at the bottom, Mary, but why can't you uh, at least option it out as is? Okay, that's why. All right. Interest only adjustable goes up every six months because I don't think interest rates are going to so go up. So what? You've got a $250,000 house with an $826 payment on it. You've got plenty of room for it. You're going to probably collect, what, uh, $2,500 a month? $2,000 a month for sure. I was collecting the renters that were in there were, were paying 1250 a month, well, and the medium uh, rent in that area is like, like I said, they're 13 to uh, uh -huh. That's on a rental. You're going to do a lease purchase, Mary. Right. I, done, I did one when I first got the house, and I ended up having to evict them. I did everything wrong because it was my first investment. Okay. So you did everything wrong. Now you learn. Now you know what to do right. And, of course, the most important thing you're going to do is get several thousand dollars out of them, and you're not going to put them in the house. Right. What would and then you you're going to make sure that they have the ability to make the monthly payment right. and that they take it as is and that the responsibility for the repairs are theirs. And right. You, you say it's got a $260,000 RVO, two thirty-three on it. You ought to just probably sell it to them for what you owe on it, but you still need to do it on a lease purchase. Okay, for what I – well, the – the comps were 235 to 248. That's what the comps were. Mm -hmm. It's recent, and that was on a 3-1. Mine's a 3-2. Yeah, but you need a AC system in it, and need some painting, and yes, a few other odds and ends. Yeah, and I don't know until a property manager goes in and inspects it because they will be leaving at the end of this month, okay. and I will not be able to make July's payment. So you don't live there. I don't live there. I'm renting right. it. 
then you let you go to have somebody go in there and take pictures of it for you. Okay. And then you get it out there on a lease purchase. Okay. As is, make sure it's crystal clear it's as is. As is, okay. For 235. Okay. Yeah, and you you should you got to get a minimum, and I mean a minimum, a $1500 a month payment. Yes. And what you are looking for is actually somebody that can go in there and maybe qualify to cash you out in a year or so. That was my other question. In 2017, which is about three years from now, it will convert to a principal and interest PITI, and I don't know what that will be at that time. I wouldn't worry about what's going to happen in 2017. Okay, so how long should I? You're going to put a tenant buyer in there and give them one year to cash you out. Oh, one year. Okay. That's all you need to give them. If they need two, is that some... I'll give them the two. Two, but yeah. any, any longer than that. Any longer than that doesn't matter because, uh, honestly, you're about ready to walk away from the house right now, Mary. What have you got to lose? Yes, okay. okay. So... But listen, if you put somebody in that house, you ought to get at least $10,000 from them. Yeah, uh, non-refundable? Non-refundable deposit, and then you can go ahead and make your payment. Yes. You do not have to make your payment until you put somebody in there. Yes. Okay. And worst now, case, worst case scenario, you don't find anybody, then you're going you're gonna, to, you think you're going to do a short sale. To be honest with you, a short sale ain't going to get you any more, any more than, than a uh, foreclosure. Okay. You're going to lose the same amount of points on your credit. So if I try for a month or two, I, they won't even consider a short sale until I'm late two months. And this well, will be I, yeah. I'll say it again. I don't know what you're going to gain by short selling it. Okay. No, I'm saying that if I can't find anybody in two months, then what? You'll find somebody. Oh. Okay. This is a lease, this is a lease purchase you're doing. Okay. A quarter of a million dollar house, and you can give them a very reasonable payment. If you don't find anybody, Mary, it's because uh -huh. somebody screwed up the process of accepting callers and uh, and processing them. But again, if you don't find anybody, are you in worse shape than you are now? Uh, if I don't find anybody, I'll be late two months, and I don't know what's going to happen then. The sky will fall, and, and I will, Chicken yeah. Little will come, and they'll, they'll, <laughs> but or I mean, you'll be late two months. Yeah, I'll be late two months. First time ever in my whole life I've ever been late, so. Okay. Well, if I were you, um, I would be have. First of all, I think I'd get an attorney. Okay. And I would uh, have the attorney contact your lender and see if they would take a deed in lieu of foreclosure. Okay. Because if they will, your problem is over. Really? What yeah, you you'll take a credit score hit, but so what? It looks like you're going to take it anyway unless you do my first line and I just go put the tenant buyer in there and get them qualified to cash you out. So do that first. Yeah. If, if the bank will take a deed in lieu, Mary, you're done with this thing. I see. And, and that's they can't only, come after you for any kind of a deficiency if they take a deed in lieu. And that's only if I can't find a tenant. No, I, I'd be looking for the tenant buyer simultaneously. Oh, at the same time? Why not? Okay. Now, if you take it, if you put a tenant buyer in there, you don't want to give the bank a deed in lieu. Right. So I would have to notify them that I don't need a deed in lieu. Mary, I don't think you're going to have any problem at all getting $10,000 on this from a tenant buyer. Well, I tried years ago, and... I don't care when you hear what you did years ago and how life sucks and how you screwed everything up. I don't want to listen to that. Okay. I, I, want, I want to know what you're going to do now to get your head back straight, and think of the confidence you'll gain when you solve this problem. Right. 
Solve it. Don't walk away from it. I'm only giving you choices here. That house will lease purchase. Okay. Well, I'm willing to try. Good. Definitely. Yes. Okay. I think that's uh, that's my course. And um, you let me know when you get that tenant buyer. I sure will. Thank you, Ron. All right. Omar. Yes, uh, we do have a question. Our next question is from Lynn. I'm going to open up his line right now. Okay. Lynn, your line is not open. Hi, Ron. How are you? I'm good. Where are you from, Lynn? We're from California, and we're uh, my, my wife and I are coming to your informational marketing seminar in September. We're already signed up. Is it September or October? I think it's September. Okay. Then I probably not, should know, shouldn't I? I'm not sure. Uh, we're trying to find a copy of your, your yellow letter that you use to market to the pretty homes. All right. Go to um, ronlegrandsyellowletter.com. Under resources? ronlegrandsyellowletter.com. And that will get me there? That will get you there and to the company that will do it all for you. Does it have a copy of your verbiage? Yeah, sure does. They know exactly what to put on the letter, and, they, and it truly does look handwritten. And I would That's suggest that you have them print up at least a thousand of them for you because they're ten cents cheaper if you print a thousand at a time, and mail them all to you, and then you drop them and stamp them as you see fit. Ah, yes, okay. And, 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 make, sure, and make sure you tuck the flap in, don't seal it. And don't let them seal it. Oh, I see. Okay. And an invitation envelope. They know what to do. I've spent weeks getting them squared away and making sure that the whole thing looks handwritten, and it does. And you're suggesting we send out about 250 a week or so? Yeah. That, that should get you plenty of leads. And and it's, it's okay if we all market LA, just just strictly LA. Yeah, you've only got you know a few thousand people in LA. I'm not sure your yeah. market is big enough. <laughs> a few thousand that own uh, two million or more. <laughs> two million or more. How many people you got there? Nine million or eleven million or something like that? About fifteen or sixteen million now. Yeah, I think. holy smokes. <laughs> yeah, well, will you call me when you get all of them mailed to will you? Okay, sir. <laughs> we'll see you in September. All right, sir. Thank you. Guy, yeah, you coming to the convention? Yeah. At the convention. That's September the third through the seventh. I'll, I'll talk to my wife. You talk to your wife. You guys all better get registered for the summit coming up now. It's going to be big. And Sounds I'm good. You, and I'm telling you, all of you listening, you better get registered so you can get you to the hotel because that uh, at uh, um, Embassy Suites is filling up fast. Where we're back, I in fact I had them checked today. They might even be full by now. So if you're th thinking about coming to this thing, <clears throat> get registered quick at uh, RES 2014 and get your room reserved because you're going to hate yourself if you don't. At 99 bucks a night, including breakfast, that's going to be hard to beat, and you get a suite on top of that. Okay, Omar, do we have anybody else holding? Yes, uh, we have a, do have a question from Marie. Marie, okay, right Marie, now. where are you from? Oh, I'm from Los Angeles. I'm with Lynn. You wow, to Lynn. I'm blessed with all you Californians this evening. Okay, what's on your mind, Marie? No, as a matter of fact, Lynn already asked a question about the yellow letter. Oh. So that's, yes, Lynn and I, are we husband and wife. Okay. Thank you. So you're done then, huh? Yes. All right. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you. All right, Omar? Yes, we do have a question uh, from Jamal. Let me open this line for a moment. Okay, Jamal. Hey, Ron, how's it going today? Where are you from, man? I'm, I'm from Georgia. Uh, I'm in Douglasville, Georgia. Oh, uh, got you. Okay. What's yeah. on your mind? Uh, here's the thing. I came across this property um, out here where I'm at. Um, the owner's actually at 110000 yep. but he owes 65000 He gets 1000 a month. Right. And the property is, is it's a three-bedroom, two-bath house, uh, 1,056 square feet. Um, and it's just one of my houses that's like in a commercial area, so I, was, I, I didn't want to pursue it, but he kept calling me. So I just figured, I figured okay, I'll give you a call, see what, see, what advice he's giving me. Well, what do you want me to, what, what's the question? Um, pretty much, uh, he wants 60, he's asking 65000 and I'm And I was thinking either making it, either actually or putting on the contract for what he owes and taking it to the market. Well, what's he owe? Again, sixty-five thousand. He owes sixty-five thousand. So he's asking he's what got, he wants. He's he's asking what is uh, what's owed. Yeah, he's yeah, he, he's asking one ten, but I told him you're not gonna get one ten if you owe sixty-five thousand. Doesn't make sense. So he's so now he's starting he's starting to see well he's kind of in what's, between and I'm what's the thinking R? about oh the R R's in the area um one house sold for sixty-five thousand another one sold for eighty-eight thousand and another one sold for just sold the other day for like sixty-six thousand. Yeah, are those are those bank ro uh, repo selling? Oh no, those are like regular regular houses. Right, well, he's regular. out of his mind. So okay. you know, you, you might you might tell him I'll take over your debt and pay your closing costs, and you just tell him what you just told me. Here's your sales going on around you. I don't know where you got 110 from. Yeah, that, that's why I was because I, I pretty much wasn't going to pursue it, but he he just kept calling me. I called me like twice a day. Well, it, that's probably yeah, what he wants. If he's looking for cash, you can't help him. Yeah. And, I, and that's pretty much what I told him. I said, if you're looking for cash, I can't help you. Um, I said, the worst case scenario, I, well, I said, the best I could do for you is either take, take over, you know, what you, take over your debt, what you owe on this property. That's probably the best I could do for you. Because I told him, your house is in a commercial area, and it's you know, what you're asking is just kind of out there. That's right. So well, you know, I, make the offer and forget about it. It'll up to him come back to you. Okay. Sounds like a plan to me. Okay. All right. Thank you for your time. You're welcome. Omar. Yes. Um, give me one moment. I do have a question coming in. Just give me one moment. I'll uh, get okay. information. I'll take the question. All right. Well, uh, guys, I'm still waiting on Don Robinson and uh, Sheila Davy and Matt Greener. Matt, where the heck are you at, man? I've got four or five of them in here for you. Okay. Who's next? We had a great uh, boot camp out in San Diego last week. What, what beautiful weather. We, I sure see why people want to live out there. It was in the 70s every single day. It was gorgeous. And, Ron, we do have a question from Anna. Let me take it now one moment. Okay. I'm um, buying information of, uh, for assets or privacy and how to set up your entities and all that. And I listened to one of your tapes, and um, do you set up the entity first and then your IRA, or the IRA first and then the, your entity, or what would you suggest as far well, as Well, they don't have anything to do with each other until you set up your IRA, so I guess the uh, you can do an entity first, but not if your IRA is going to own it. You should set your IRA up first and then uh, form the entity that the IRA owns. Because if your IRA isn't set up, you've got nothing to fund the entity with, and you cannot fund it with your money and then call it an IRA's owned entity. 
So is that your question? Um, well, I guess that's part of my question. So for privacy purposes, is it better to set it up um, the IRA first versus the other way around? It's got nothing to do with privacy. Either way, you have privacy. Your IRA is protected from predators anyway. So you've got to set up an IRA, period. Whether you do an entity or not, you still need to set up an IRA. Now, if you set up an entity, again, uh, your, uh, is your intent for your IRA to own the entity or not? Um, well, I'm new to investing, so I'm trying to figure it out which way would be the best route. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing anything? What What is your motive? Well, I have some real estate that I'd like to purchase under my IRA. Okay, so you, well, but do you have an IRA? I currently do have one. You do? Okay. So you want that IRA to own that real estate, correct? Correct. Okay. How are you buying that real estate? Cash, owner financing, what? Um, no, I'm borrowing some money and I'm using some of my IRA money. Uh, you can't do that now. If if you if you if there's money borrowed, it has to be 100% borrowed by your IRA, and it cannot be recourse. It means no liability. You so cannot you cannot borrow money or contribute money for any deal owned by your IRA. Hmm. So I would have to borrow the full amount. Your IRA would have to borrow the full amount. Oh, that's that's what I meant. The IRA would have to borrow the full amount. Correct. Uh, are we talking about a private loan here? Yes. All right. And how much are you borrowing? How much are your IRA borrowing? About eighty thousand. And what's the house worth? What's the R? Uh, about a hundred and twenty. Um, let me see. What's that? About seventy-five percent loan-to-value ratio, isn't it? Correct. That's too much, huh? You really should not borrow that much uh, on that house if it's worth one hundred twenty. Does it need repairs? Um, just very superficial, maybe some carpet and what, paint. What's your purchase price? Um, 68. Okay. Well, you're borrowing the right amount, but you're really pushing the top of the loan-to-value ratio, and you are most certainly going to have, your own, have to find your own private lender to get that loan from because no mortgage broker is going to let you go that high. Nobody that's in the business of making loans is going to let you do 75%. Mm. You need to be closer to 65% to make it work. But again, oh. if you're asking people, individuals, then uh, you know they they very well may give you the money. Um, any suggestions on individuals? What? On individual lenders? And I have a whole course on on, on finding private money. Uh, I mean that's. A three-day seminar, in fact. <laughs> there probably are some video. In fact, I know there's some videos on the Gold Club uh, under training mm -hmm. on the same thing. But, uh, no, this, this is not something you can ask someone, do you have a suggestion? You have to go through a series of steps, including uh, pre-screening people to see if they have any money in their IRA or other accounts they're not getting a higher rate of return on it. You have also have a site on your Gold Club uh, membership site there. You look over to the left, you'll see a button that says Private Lender Website. And, uh, there's a website set up for you to attract people to give them my CD on here's a safe alternative to the stock market. 
which of course tracks the right people, and then you follow up with them and determine their interest in private lending because that's what that CD is all about. It basically makes the case for you. But without a little bit more uh, training on that, uh, you know, you're probably not going to pull that off. So you start by just asking the people you know and telling them what you're doing and seeing if they uh, have interest. The question you want to ask them is, do you have an IRA or any other investment capital not getting you a high rate of return safely? When you get a yes, then you just tell them what you're doing and uh, see if they have interest. What is your intent for this property? Um, hold for about two years and then sell. Okay, then you would probably want to borrow that $80,000 with an interest-only payment. Let's say you got it for 8%. That's $6,400 a year divided by 12, there's your monthly payment. And then in two years, you owe them the 80000 same amount you borrowed. So your cash flow would be good. Your loan-to-value ratio would stay good. And when it, when it appreciates, it even gets better. So based on that, you'd be all right. So you just got to find somebody that wants to get a good rate of return on their 80000 8% is about 16 times more than they're getting in their bank account. Absolutely. Okay, well... Thank you for your info. Appreciate it. All right. Omar. <laughs> Calling Omar. Waiting on Omar. Okay, and we do have another question. Give me one moment. Okay. Our next question is from uh, Adam. Give me one moment. Open Adam's line. All right, Adam. You there, Adam? Adam? Open. All right, where are you from, Adam? Hello, I'm from Virginia. Okay, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, how are you doing? I uh, just want to say thanks for all the material bringing out to us. Uh, really great. You're welcome, sir. Um, we have this uh, property that we're working on. Uh, it was listed for one seventy nine nine. Uh -huh. It's a townhouse, three two, single story. Um, it's eleven eighty square feet. Uh huh. Uh, they asking <clears throat> as one seventy nine. Yeah, they're asking one seventy nine. But the ARV is uh, one seventy five. You're asking more than it's worth. Right, right. What do they owe? Um, but they did say that they'd be willing to, or the realtor said she'd be willing to talk to the seller about assuming uh, the loan. What is the uh, loan, they, Adam? They, they owe 167000 Well, you're not assuming anything, sir. Right. Um, you use that term, and I won't let you assume that loan. That means you have to be personally liable for it. So are you saying that it's listed? Uh, it is listed. Well, there's nothing you can do with that property except take over that debt subject to. And I can tell you right now, that realtor is not going to let that happen. And even if they did, you'd have to come up with money to pay the real, uh, realtor commission. Yeah, she did say that um, she'd be willing to accept 5000 five I bet four, she would. 4000 for her, 1000 to the sellers. I bet she um, would. She said that we could do a land contract. Would that be assumed? Right. If we Are did you, a land contract, well, would we assume? Do you, do you want to put down $5,000? Um, we were thinking about getting ten for it. 
Okay, what what's the payment on it? Uh, the payments uh, one thousand one hundred and eleven, and the rentals are uh, fourteen hundred. Yeah. Um, is it in good shape? Uh, it's in. It's brand new. Okay. Well, that's good. I, you know, I'm not so worried about you putting up five thousand dollars on the land contract, but you know, you'd be turning right around and selling it on another land contract. Oh, right. okay. Uh, so you wouldn't lease option out? Are you just well? Let's say you put up the five grand and you actually bought it on a land contract. I don't know that there's enough monthly spread in there to make me want to stay in it. You sure don't have any equity in it. So there's nothing stopping you from buying it on a land contract and then assigning your land contract for ten or fifteen thousand dollars if you wish, unless they put a non-assignment clause in your land contract. Oh, okay. So sign the land contract. Yeah. No. You're looking at the um, monthly, the monthly cash flow. Of well, there ain't going to be much, man. I'm telling you, a couple hundred dollars a month may or may not be enough for you to stay in that thing. And since you got the realtor in there, that's what bothers me more than anything else. That realtor's going to want everything his or her way. They're going to scrutinize the crap out of you. They're probably going to make you want to. Well, on a land contract, there is no personal liability, so I ain't worried about that. Um, I don't know. I just there are a whole lot better deals out there. Adam, I, I swear, they don't have realtors involved in them to make up the rules for you. Right, that's true. Would I buy in an LLC or a land trust? You buy it in a land contract, you, so it'd be uh, well. You, you can't buy it in a land trust because you're not going to be taking title. So an LLC would be the only way you could do it, except okay. personally, and you don't want to do it personally. Okay. okay. You understand if you if you sign that land contract personally, and you default. They can report it on your credit, and if they had to file some kind of process to get it back, it would be against you personally, and that would show up on public record as well. So you don't ever want to do anything in your own name. Okay, okay. So if you bought this, you'd buy it in an LLC, and if you agreed to put $5,000 down, uh, the seller would get nothing. Uh, but honestly, if you turn around and flip it out, I don't know, you might make five on it. You might get lucky and make ten on it. I don't know. Right, right. Now, is there? I talked to Dan Pitts, and he said that uh, he mentioned getting a contract to have the realtor release the listing. Um, well, that's great, but that realtor's already know, already knows there's a pending buyer there. They're not going to release that listing. Okay. You understand? You can't do that. You can't right. talk to that realtor. If you talk to that realtor, there's no way they're going to release that listing. Right, right. I, the only thing we're trying to avoid is say we buy it on a land contract, and then um, the realtor or the broker goes ahead and gets involved and says that uh, they're the procuring cause of the sale, and That's then they correct. try to charge us. They will charge you. And then sue us for the money. They will, and they'll win unless they release that listing. And I don't think they're going to release it at this point because they already know you're there. Okay. So this deal is basically impossible. It's not impossible. <laughs> But but I'm just telling you, the only way you're going to make money is to actually close on it in the land contract and then resell it on another land contract. Okay. But if we do that, we run the risk with the broker? Well, you've got $5,000 at risk, that's for sure. No, you don't run any risk because that $5,000 down is going to the agent. It's not going to the seller. Oh, okay. Okay. So if we do the land contract, we'll be okay. They won't try to get us for 20, or the 6%. They'll already be getting their commission. 
Oh, okay. You're putting five down. The closing agent is going to hand it over to the realtor. The seller's not getting anything. Okay. I, I just wasn't sure because the six percent was like ten to fifteen thousand. But you just told me they'd take five. Yeah, they would take five. Okay. Okay. Then the, then the realtor's out of the game. Okay, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. I'm with you. And if you did right. buy it, if you did buy it, I'd make sure your payments are at least three months off before they start. Okay. That's a condition of your purchase. You don't have to beg. You don't have to plead. This is the only way I'll buy it. Five down, payments start in three months. Okay. Got it? Yep, got it. Okay. Thanks for your help, sir. You're welcome. Okay, Omar. Yes, okay. We do have another question. It's from Mike Johnson. Give me one moment. I'll open up his line. All righty, Mike. Where are you from, sir? One moment. His line's being opened up. Popped in to see you on uh, the day you were having the, the draft there. I was driving back from Georgia. Oh, yeah. Okay. Eli Den. I've got another one. I was going to give you a call tomorrow, but since I was listening to you, it looked like maybe you didn't have enough callers on the line. I've got a 32-acre deal I want to put together. The owner will uh, work with the financing pretty much any way you want. Uh, if you're interested in it's riverfront property, also uh, has seven and a half acres on uh, commercial on uh, U.S. Highway 1. Where are you at, Mike? What city? Uh, in Melbourne, Florida. All right. I don't want to give the exact location over the phone, but I'd like to meet with you. It's 32 acres. The guy will pretty much do whatever we want him to do. He's asking $15 million, uh, but all that's negotiable. I wanted to work the deal out with you. Well, I'll tell you right now, I'd have no interest in it. Uh, uh, do you have a developer that would want to put some condos? It's zoned for seven condos Mike, on each. Mike, of Mike, stop. There ain't no developer that I know right now that's going to build anything residential, period. It does not okay. make economical sense, which is why you don't see being residential being built right now, except for a handful of properties and a handful of select areas. And, around the country, there ain't nobody going to develop that property in this time because the um, market is not conducive of it. I mean, okay. you're, you're talking to a developer right now that got killed because the timing was incorrect. And um, I'm sure that seller is very flexible at $15 million for that small amount of property. That's a lot of money, man. Yeah, I know it is. It's uh, it's got a thousand foot on the river and another thousand foot on the U.S. Highway One. It has a uh, commercial business, a fishing business on the uh, on the front highway. There's a lot to the property, but well, um, I'm sure there is. You know, but that's a lot of money. To marina, yes. That's a lot of money. What's that? Half a million dollars an acre, undeveloped. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Without doing any further checking, I think your sellers probably. Uh, a little spaced out because that that price just sounds ridiculous to me. I mean, he said it was that he had offers of twenty two million about yeah. five years ago. Yeah, five years ago, a lot of things were different, weren't they? I'm uh, sure they were. For your information, Mike, five years ago I had property that has been sold for less than ten cents on the dollar for what I paid for. Yeah, I believe it. Oh. Well, I thought I'd run it by you and uh, just see if you have an interest in it. And I don't blame you because I don't think the time's right to I, build either. It isn't, and I I do not, sir. Okay. Well, nice talking to just you. I look forward to seeing you at your uh, yeah, next event. That D word is a nasty word right now, meaning development. 
I'll be there. Okay. All right, Omar. Yes, we have a question from Dawn Robinson. We open up our line right now. All right. I got one from Dawn. All right, Dawn, you there? Yes, I'm here. What is this, Jonesboro, Georgia? Yes. Uh -huh. All right. It's, it's free and clear, and it's and uh, it's worth about a hundred and nine. And the seller says yes, they will own or finance on a twenty-four hundred square foot house. Yes. So what is your question? Okay, he wants a hundred and forty. And um, I was just going by the comps on Zillow. They're probably including uh, foreclosures because it's, it's a pretty nice house, nice area. Well, and I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that his ARV is better than your ARV because 2,400 square foot, that's a lot of square footage. Okay. I, I'd have a hard time believing it's worth less than 140 if it's in good shape, and it says it is. Yeah, he said he just spent 12000 on it, newly painted in and out, new carpet. We did the hardwood floors and... But he's, he's willing to own or finance it, and it's vacant. That's good. He's already re, he's already built the house someplace else. Okay. The house is vacant for four or five years, and wow. he just said he knew that it's gonna, you know, he'd have to it burn down or somebody break into it, and he wants to be done with it, but he only wants to own or finance five years. That's okay. Okay. Did 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 you ask him if he would sell it with nothing down? I didn't ask him that. I, I did you know you have to? No. Okay. Let me give you the phrases which to call him back and ask him. In fact, it's right in my script. You don't you have not been to my boot camp, have you? I have, I have. I, I you have that. my manual, don't you? I do. And how long ago did you go? Uh three years. Okay. Uh, I believe this script is in there. I'm not sure. But uh I don't know. It might not be three years ago. I don't know. But there's a script that, that that says at the top, call the seller back if the house is free and clear. This is a script you use. Okay. And the, and the, and the questions are going to go, okay, may I assume you will sell with nothing down? Oh, okay. Then you wait. And if he says, no, I want it down, then well, what's the least you could take down? Boom, okay. you got your answer. And then what's the least you could take per month? Okay. And, and and then um, he wants 140. So if we can agree on the other terms, how much can you take off that price? Because you're really at the top of the market. Mm -hmm. By asking him those questions, you will know where his head's at. If this guy's had this house vacant all this time, wow. He, I mean, he should be re re willing to get a payment on it. On a house like that, principal and interest, I don't think I'd want to pay him more than five or six hundred dollars a month, though. Okay. Because remember, if you buy this house, taxes and insurance need to get paid as well. And then your exit strategy is either going to be to sell this on an agreement for deed in Georgia or at least option it. And you want to make sure you have a cash flow. Okay. Okay. I guess I was waiting to see if I, you know, what, what I should do and if I can get the right price. I need to move too, so I was thinking about moving in it. Well, there you uh, go. That's perfect. Yeah. That makes you even more flexible. And for your mm -hmm. information, and for all the information, for those folks who are listening who think sellers won't sell with nothing down. Today I've had two conversations with sellers, one on a $1.8 million house who didn't oh. even flinch when I asked, may I assume you'll sell it with nothing down, and I had another one on a $400,000 house. Wow. So 
don't assume yourself out of business. By okay. the way, it's a different question now than may I assume you may I assume you'll sell with nothing down. It's totally different than will you sell with nothing down. Ooh, okay, yeah. Okay. Right. Okay, go for okay. it. Use your training, girl. Uh, if I happen to, if if he agrees to all of this, should I be buying it in a land? Yes. Truck. Yes. Okay. I'm going to buy it in a land trust. All right, perfect. Okay. All right, hopefully I can get this deal done. All right, you do that. Let me know. Thank you. All right, Omar. Yes, so we do have another question from uh, Mary Ann. Mary Ann's back, huh? I'm back. What's up, dear? I just want to make sure I understand your answers. So the $10,000 down is a non-refundable towards the tenant buyer, and it's not towards the loan balance because they don't have much equity. Right. Okay. The other question is you said to get an attorney to talk to my mortgage company, and my loan is owned by a private investor, uh, to, do a, to start a deed in lieu of foreclosure. Well, um, that's right. You do have a private investor loan. That makes it a lot easier for you to give them a deed, frankly. Okay. And then you said um, uh, because... Well, because I'm, I won't be able to make any mortgage payments if I don't get a tenant in. And at the same time, like that same week, like this week, I can start marketing for a tenant, try and get a, uh, a lease purchase in there as is at the same time. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, you can. But, Mary, would you rather just get rid of this house? Because if this private investor takes this house back, it won't even affect your credit. Really? Yeah. I'm sure he's not reporting you on the credit bureau, is he? I don't know. I well, he'd have to be a member of the credit bureau. He'd have to be signed up in order to even report you on the credit bureau. I, you know, I missed that. So, I, so if I were you, I'd be getting on the telephone with him and asking him if he'd take a deed in lieu because you're in trouble and um, you're going to put it on the market to at least purchase it, but you can't make any more payments out of pocket. Okay. Uh, they won't let me talk to the private investor. Who's they? Uh, the servicer that, that where I send my payments to. Well, don't you know who made you the loan? It, it changed in the years, and every time I ask them, they say he's a private investor, and they won't give me any contact information to contact him at all or her or them. I don't know. All right. Did you guarantee this loan? Yes, I did it in my name. And you guaranteed it? Well, I bought it like you would buy a house. Okay. And I you yeah. probably guaranteed it. Well, okay. okay. You'll never do that again, will you? No, I will not do that again. All right. Uh, well, I would still um, write them a letter. Okay. And write the servicer a letter and ask them to pass it along to the investor. Tell them you're requesting them to take a deed in lieu. And just give them the facts. Okay. And, then and okay. If he wants to call it due, he'll call it due. That's all. All right. Now... So, and then just not look for at least, uh, at least for all. I'd still be doing that, Mary. Oh, still be doing that. Okay. I'd still be doing that. All right. So let's say once I find one, do I have to call? In fact, why don't you go ahead and look for the lease option buyer and give yourself about a month to do that. Okay. Because your payment's not due for 20 more days anyway. Yeah, it's due July 1st. And I 20 days, it. Mary. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Go ahead and put it on lease market, on lease option market right now. Okay, and then 
once uh, and then let's say a month goes by and I and I don't quite get one in there yet, then go ahead and send a letter to my. I'd probably just keep on trying to put the lease option tenant buyer in there, and then they're going to send you a late notice, and then you send them back your letter. Oh, at that time. Yeah. Okay. And then once I find a tenant in there, do I have to send them a letter and say, you know, you don't have to you don't have to send your lender a letter and say anything. You just got to send them a payment. Oh, then just send them a payment and right. I'll just stop it. Okay. Correct. Now, uh, it doesn't put any ding on my credit score or anything just because I'm asking them to do it. No, needed. no, it okay. does not. Uh, the other thing is uh, my CPA, as far as uh, paying taxes on what was not, um, what do they call that? Um, uh, What'd you pay for the house? Uh, I paid uh, two seventy-five. Well, oh. then you got a loss, not a gain. That's the last thing you need to be concerned about. Yeah. Okay. So I won't be taxed later. No, there's nothing to be taxed on. You didn't make a profit. Oh. Okay. You took a loss. All right. Okay. And now, are there attorney fees to do this? To ask them to do a deed in lieu? If you. Uh yeah. Should I not? Should so I not? Okay. Cost you about the same as a payment. Okay. So. But, uh, but not. No, you can write them a letter yourself and ask them to take a deed in lieu if you want to, since you're oh. right into the servicer. Okay. But when it's time to give them a deed in lieu, you ought to get an attorney involved. Okay. Now I get it. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, dear. All right. Omar, is there anybody holding? Yes, we do have a question uh, with Adam once again. One moment. How many do you have holding, Omar? Um, we just have one more holding. Behind Adam? Yes. Okay, guys. I'll take the two that we've got holding, and that'll be it for tonight. Go ahead. Okay. Adam? Hey, Ron. Just uh, wanted to ask, just be clear on this one last time. Okay. Uh, for the land contract we're going to purchase for the listed townhouse, uh, I just wanted to, I was wondering why we would sell in a land contract. Is there any way we can lease option out for the yeah. monthly cash flow? You, but you can do the same thing and sell on a, le on a land contract, too. Oh, for the monthly cash flow? You, either one of those exits are, are okay for you. Okay. Per perfect, perfect. All right, that's that's it. Thank you. Pro you'll probably get more money for a down payment than you would a lease option deposit, though. Oh, I see. When you're selling on a land contract, you're collecting a down payment. And people like oh. buying more than they do like le uh, renting with an option. Okay. Okay. Thank you, sir. All right. Okay. So I'll go ahead and take the last question from Lorena. One moment. Okay, Lorena, your line's now open. Yes, Lorena, you're live. I'm sorry. I was on mute. I'm sorry. Hello? Where, you, where you live, Lorena? I'm in Houston. Houston. Okay. What's on your mind? Yeah. Um, well, I have a few questions. I uh, was first starting to focus on wholesaling and flipping, but now I'm trying to um, expand and learn about lease options because I don't want to leave any. I feel like I've left deals on the table probably because of it. Most so true. there's... Um, there's two leads that I'm wondering if I should go back to them and present them with this option because um, they were, well, basically one of them, for example, her house is worth about 220 and she was willing to take cash, um, 170 Too much. Um, because, 
Well, yeah, right, exactly. She said she had a cash offer from someone, so I, I basically told her I couldn't beat that as a cash offer. But I'm wondering, um, I don't think she's moved yet, and I'm wondering if I should go back to her and offer her uh, like a subject to. And then I wouldn't offer her out. anything, Lorena. Really, this whole game is about terms. If you pay all cash, you're going to have to get it a lot cheaper than that. Right. But if you get ter if they're willing to take terms, then the price is not that important to you, and as, as the terms are, because you make okay. most of your money on the down payment or the deposit you get out of the tenant buyer, or the buyer. And in Texas, okay, you need to be working real hard on buying with owner financing and selling with owner financing, because honestly, you can evict someone. I mean, you can foreclose someone out of a house out there faster than you can evict them. Are you aware of that? Okay. Uh, yeah, I know it's very um very quick. Twenty one days. Quick. <laughs> yep. So Anything I would be buying? buying with owner financing. And there's lease lease option laws that apply to Texas that aren't even applicable to you if you're buying and selling with owner financing. And you know you can't put a tenant buyer in a house and collect a deposit in Texas unless you own the house. You, that was kind of going to be my other question. Um, so you can do a if I, if we were, if I were to do on a, a house subject to buy it and then or owner financing or pay cash. Either way, you own it. You don't have to own it. Right. Clear. You just have to own it. Okay. Then I can in turn owner finance or lease option. Correct. And you're saying I can't do a non-refundable deposit. You can if you own the house. Okay. But you have a few other rules there. Nothing to worry about, but you you know, you do have special paperwork in Texas to do these purchases with, with which you can get from anyone when you're ready, but um I think and first you don't worry about getting your offer accepted, right? For the from the seller. Right. So now is there a like a magic number if you to do um, to do these deals like the way you do cash, like at seventy percent. No, there is no formula. It's all so about the terms. Okay. I want to get in light or or for free. I want a no down payment or a low down payment. And if I can't get a no down or a low down, and I have to pay a higher payment and a higher monthly payment, then I'm going to assign that one and get out of it on the next deal. Okay. It's kind of me, so I'm trying to grasp everything, but <laughs> okay. Well, you haven't been trained, have you? Not on lease options, no. no. Have you, you haven't been trained uh, on, on this good enough yet. You're always going to be in a cloud, huh? You need to make up your mind to get in front of me and let me train you sometime as soon as you can. So what, which is the uh, program that you offer for lease options? Quick Start School. It's a four-day event. I do one a month. Is that online or live? Uh, you can find it at ronsquickstart.com, and uh, that takes you to the site that tells you all about it, but you don't want to buy it there because you can actually get $500 cheaper at our office, and we uh, throw in the virtual training, which you can take the training online while you're waiting to go live. So if you take us up on that offer, you literally can start the boot camp immediately on your computer and then come see me as soon as you can. I'm going to be in Pittsburgh it. and Baltimore, Chicago, Seattle, and Jacksonville, Florida by the end of this year. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, so it's even cheaper if I go to one of those instead of... 
it's the uh-huh. absolute cheapest education you're ever going to get because the, la- the next deal you lose is going to cost you more than that event costs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, sadly, mm-hmm. I was in Houston two months ago. You know that, don't you? Yeah, I saw you at, well, briefly, I saw you at um, the Expo in Houston. No, I, no, but I did this event in Houston two months ago. Oh, did you? Oh, that yes. I didn't know. No. I'll be back in Texas next year. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Um, wait, did I have Now, you know, there's tons of uh, training on your Gold Club site under training. I've been going through them. Yeah, okay. it's just All like, right. I, it, it's. It's just another monster grass. I kind of I get the gist of it. I know I, that's because you don't have the focus training you need at the four-day event, where we mm-hmm. literally go step by step through the whole process, pretty houses and ugly houses, and do deals in front of your face. But until mm-hmm. then, you just have to do what you can. You know, we have courses as well. The online one? No, we have courses that you can buy with CDs. You should go to. Um, well, they're on your Gold Club site, you know. Under, okay. Um, yeah, I've been store. going through all the videos. Um, okay, did I have another question? Um, all right. I guess that's it for now. Okay. Okay, Omar, we are done for tonight. All right. All Thank right. You. Appreciate Thank your you. effort. Thanks everybody for listening, and now see you uh, uh, second Monday of uh, next month. Till then, go out and make some money. Thank you, Omar. Thank you so much, Rod.